Well, we are uh, continuing on with extraordinary. <laughs> You're extraordinary. You're like, but I'm just ordinary. God takes ordinary people and he accomplishes the extraordinary in and through them. And today, specifically, we're talking about breaking barriers. Do you have any barriers in your life? <laughs> Do you have any uh, relational barriers, financial barriers? <laughs> Do we have any barriers in our world today? We have cultural barriers, political barriers. Are, are there any barriers to us as the church, if you're a follower of Jesus, part of the community, are, are there any barriers to us reaching people? Well, if there are, we need to break those barriers. We're continuing on in the book of Acts. And at the end of chapter 9, uh, Peter, he stayed in Joppa. And he actually stayed with an individual named Simon the Tanner. Now, it was common at that time to attach an occupation to a name. Not only at that time, today. <laughs> people, people label us based upon what we do. It's like, oh yeah, they're the, they, they, that's Joe, he's the realtor. Oh yeah, no, that's, they, that's Sally, she's the teacher. Oh yeah, that's, oh, that's Mary, the, the truck driver. <laughs> Dan, Dan, the preacher man is sometimes what <laughs> a few people call me. <laughs> we, we like to attach it based upon what we do with, with our name. And yet here, it's, it's more significant than that. Because a tanner worked with the skin of dead animals, which at that time would have been considered culturally, it would have been like unclean by Jewish law. So it's significant. He would have been looked down upon based upon what he did. Anyone look down on you because of what you do? Maybe it's your line of work and people are like, oh, they, they look down on you because they think, oh, it doesn't take much education to do that or that doesn't make, you don't make a, a very big salary doing that. Or, or, or maybe people look down on you be, because of your past, because of things you've done in your past. And they're a little bit like, oh, I, yeah, that's, they look, look down on you, yet Peter's decision to stay with a tanner sets the stage for the gospel to be unleashed to the Gentiles. It, it, track with me here. I, I, I really believe that the stage has been set, that God has set the stage for the church, capital C Church, and specifically for our church to reach people in our culture today that are looked down upon, <laughs> that many people think that they're less than, and we're going to be breaking barriers. Now, now, in Caesarea, which was about 30 miles north of Joppa, there was a centurion, a soldier named Cornelius. Now, now the Bible says that, that he and his whole family were devout, 
<laughs> they were God-fearing. They, they would give generously, help people. They, they, they would pray regularly. <laughs> Does that describe you and your family? <laughs> Are you like, no, my family, we never pray. My family, no, they are, they're, they're definitely not devout or God-fearing people. <laughs> they are thieves. They are, <laughs> you're like, whatever your family. It's like, they, this, this is who he and his family, that's, that's who they were. And yet, you can pray, you can read your Bible, you can serve, you can bring in the tithe, and yet sense, I just like sense that there's more. Here's the thing, religion doesn't satisfy. Many people, they, they just go to church, check it off the list, or, or they just try to, you know, do a little bit of good. It's, it, it's just something to do, but but even in the midst of that, there's just sensing that there's so much more. Maybe you right now on your journey are, are just sensing deep down inside that there's gotta be more to life than this is. And I want you to know you sense that because there is. This is not just some lifestyle. It's not just a bunch of do's and don'ts. This is about fully committing our entire life. And Cornelius, he has a vision of an angel, and he's afraid. <laughs> the angel says, your, your, your prayers and your gifts have come up as a memorial offering. <laughs> I wonder if our actions, and I wonder if, if what comes out of our mouth would be a memorial offering to heaven. <laughs> the angel says, send men to Joppa and bring back an individual named Simon, a.k.a. Peter. <laughs> and so he sent three of his attendants to go do this. Now, here's the thing. Here's a revelation from God, but it's tied to a relationship with a person. Sometimes we want to receive revelation, but we don't want to act on the relationship. And I wonder if the revelation, maybe even in your life, is tied to a relationship with a person. So the following day, it's about noon, and, and Peter's up on the roof, and he's praying. It was common at that time, and, and he gets hungry, and so the, he, some people are making some food for him. And if you ever want to pray, like, I hope you do, but I would encourage you, like, if you pray, like, right after you eat, maybe right after lunch, it's hard because you feel like taking a nap, but it's hard right before you eat lunch. Have you ever tried praying hungry, and you're like, dear God, I, I just want to, you know, just, at, you know, ask that, that you would, you know, do this, or God, I just want to ask that you'd really just reveal yourself to me and put me, you know, and then God, I just really, and God, I just, I really thank you for enchiladas and and I just thank you and you just you you almost start dreaming and praying about food cuz you're hungry uh, he's he goes into a trance and, and and in this trance is a is a sheet coming down from heaven by its four corners and and on the sheet are all kinds of four 
footed animals and, and reptiles and, and birds. And then a voice says, get up and kill and eat. <laughs> and all the animal rights people are like, no, this is awful. All the hunters are like, yes. Uh, but, but Peter was like, no, I've never eaten anything unclean. He had this, this, this take place three times. Three, you, you see, sometimes we don't learn things the first time. Sometimes it's repetition. In fact, repetition is actually a great way to learn. But he's like disgusted. He's like, no, that's gross. What do you consider gross? <laughs> I'm a little bit of, okay, not a little bit. I'm a big time germaphobe. I like, I get disgusted. I don't want to eat after people or like some people are like, let's share something. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lindsay, you're my wife and I love you, but let's get it on two separate plates. I'm just a little bit of a germaphobe. It's, it, it's, it, it's gross, but here it, it goes even deeper than that. And, and the voice says, don't call anything impure that God has made clean. I remember a song from years ago by Hezekiah Walker. I think it was called Clean Inside. Won't he make you clean inside? There's a difference between what people call it and what God calls it. There's a difference between what people call you and what God calls you. People might call you, oh, she's a wreck. <laughs> oh, he, 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 he's a mess. Oh, her? She's worthless. That might be what people call you, but you need to know what God calls you. God calls you loved. God calls you valuable. God calls you redeemed. God says you've been bought with a price. <laughs> Don't, as followers of Jesus, let's not call people based on their past. Let's not even call people based upon our preferences. Let's call them based upon God's promise. Now he's having this, this experience and immediately the sheet was taken back up into heaven and he's wondering, what does this mean? <laughs> Many are at a place in life trying to figure, what does this all mean? God's showing me this or this happening in my life and and meaning is significant. And as he's having this experience, the, the men who'd been sent by Cornelius arrived at his place. And so he was sent by the Spirit to go with these individuals. I think it's important to, to pause and acknowledge that Peter was Spirit-led. How many of us are really led by the Spirit? Or are we really just led by our feelings? We led by the Spirit, or we just led by, by our wants and, and our desires, and we're wondering why we're not getting to, to where God has destined us to go, be, because we're doing what, what we want versus being led by God's presence. And Peter goes with them, and they get to Cornelius' place. And Cornelius had invited, like, his family, his close friends. It was like a lot of people there. They, they were there. And they were expecting. So, so Peter shows up and Cornelius, 
this military man falls at Peter's feet as a way of showing honor, as a way of showing respect. I'll never forget the first time Lindsay and I went to to visit one of my good friends who actually uh, just retired from over 20 years as a Navy SEAL. He's an officer. But, but the first time we went to visit him years ago, down at the base in San Diego, and he's extremely high ranking. <laughs> and so we, we, we met him and he's like, I'll meet you out at the gate. And so they didn't have to you know, run all the background checks and he just hops in our car. And wherever I was driving onto base, they just opened it up. And we're driving by and everyone's at attention. And then we get out of the car and he's walking us around, showing us things. And, and as we approach, all the Navy SEALs would, would just all of a sudden stand at a tent, like nod their heads. And it was, it was a way of showing respect. They weren't respecting and showing honor to me. <laughs> they weren't respecting my wife. They, they, they were showing honor and respect to the position of my friend, the officer who was a Navy SEAL. There's, there's a difference between worship and honor. Big difference. Have you noticed that we live in a culture that worships celebrities? (laughs) It's like we worship celebrities. It's like all they have to do is get a celebrity for some product placement, and it's like they're the ones telling you to use this product, and you want to use it because we worship celebrities. (laughs) You you have that celebrity give their viewpoints on politics, and we want to do what they're saying because that's what they said. It's like they might be a great athlete. They might be a great actor, actress, but but that doesn't mean I should listen to— and so we live in this culture that worships celebrity— but we don't honor character. And I think we have it backwards. I think we need to honor character and not worship celebrity. Peter was like, yo man, get up. I'm, I'm just a man. It's important that we, we worship God, and, but we still honor people. We're talking breaking barriers today. And now we get to Acts chapter 10, beginning in verse 27. Peter went inside And he found a large gathering. It was Cornelius and his crew. He said, you are well aware that it is against the law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. There is a difference between what the law says and what the Lord says at that time and today. The the law says in some countries that you cannot read certain portions of the Bible. People go to prison for that. But this is the words of the Lord. The, The law says in certain places on this earth that that you can pray, but you can't pray there even if it's in your head and you're not praying out loud or you'll get arrested. But is that what the Lord says? And it's not just in other countries. You see it happening in our country. You see it happening in certain states. 
that there is a difference between what the law says and what the Lord says. And here, it's not just about the meat. It's not just about the food. There's more to it. There's more to it. And what's going on in, in our world, there's more to it. What's going on in your life, there's there's more to it. At this point in time, the barrier of Jews and Gentiles had been knocked down. (laughs) It knocked down. Uh, Lindsay and I uh, like to watch sometimes Impractical Jokesters, and it is hilarious. It reminds me of my group of friends when I was in high school. (laughs) I was like, we should have done this show. (laughs) My friends in high school, like, I mean, we would do things from uh, one friend might bring a a bowling ball and we would get all the trash cans and we would just, you know, in the school during during lunchtime and have a big thing of bowling. Or during Christmas, uh, we would go borrow some decorations from some neighbor's lawns and decorate some cars in the parking lot at the school. We would do just kinds of crazy things. And there was one episode of Impractical Jokesters where one of the guys went to a group of people at a beach and he's like, hey man, I'm gonna go knock down those kids' sandcastle. And the kids were in on it, they knew. And long story short, he's, you see this and he starts stomping on the kids' sandcastle. It was like, it was only funny because the kids were, were in on it. The kids were building something, he was destroying it. He was knocking it down. Well, there's a lot of things that that culture is building today. There's a lot of barriers that are being built. The elitists building barriers. Barriers that are financial between the rich and everyone else. Political barriers. There's, There's racial barriers that are being built. Educational barriers. And while culture is building barriers, uh, no, God says we're going to break down some barriers. At this church, we are committed to building bridges (laughs) and knocking down barriers. Let me say that again. At this church, we are committed to building bridges and knocking down barriers. Verse 29, so when I was sent for, Peter says, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why? (laughs) I ask you why you sent for me. Objecting. Objection, your honor. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how many objections we have? But but they're a Gentile. But but do you know who they voted for politically? I I object. Do you know their beliefs? I I I object. Anyone struggling? Right now, it's been a struggle for me these last few years. I've had some inner struggles when I look at what's going on in in our country, in our world, with with certain things politically, with with certain things culturally, with certain behaviors that are being celebrated. And and yet here, Peter struggled with it. internally first on the inside. Here's the thing. The more you struggle with it internally beforehand, the less you struggle with it externally as you're moving forward in life. Even as as a church, we're expanding 
Now, in Atlanta and in Sarasota, when God was speaking to that, that, that into our hearts, it, it was like, for, it was a struggle on the inside, like, God, why, Atlanta? How about, no, how about Newport Beach? Sarasota? No, how about Maui? Like, this is like, the, there was a struggle. But the, the more we struggle with it beforehand, the easier it is when you begin to move forward. And he says, why did you, why did you sin for me? Many go through life without, without asking why, why? Remember kids, why? <laughs> Get ready for bed, why? <laughs> Get dressed, we're going over to so-and-so's house, why? Don't ask why. We tell our kids, don't ask, don't, stop asking why. And yet, eventually we stop asking why. I don't want you to miss why. I don't want you to miss why you were created. I don't want you to miss why certain people are walking out of your life and miss why others have come into your life. You need to know why you're there in order to know what to do next. And we're going to be breaking some barriers. Cornelius says, three days ago, I was in my house praying. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me. God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. <laughs> I love it. This is a great reminder that God hears, He sees, and He remembers. Other people may not hear you. Lindsay sometimes is like, are you listening to me? Hello, hello, did you hear what I said? No, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. God, God hears, and God remembers. God remembers your generosity. God remembers your sacrifice. He, he says, we're, we're here, and we want to listen to everything you have to say from the Lord. That was their expectation. What is your expectation right now? Maybe right now, I just want to get a little bit of encouragement to make it through the week. Is that your expectation? Or to receive everything God has for you? What's your expectation? That you're just going to live this year like you lived last year? Or that God is going to take you to new levels? Your expectation impacts your experience. It's like, I don't just want something today. I want everything God has for me. If you'll elevate your expectation, God will elevate your experience and we can break some barriers. Peter says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Anyone glad God doesn't show favorites? <laughs> my parents, I know parents aren't supposed to have favorites. My parents, my, my dad, <laughs> his favorite is my sister because she's the only girl. <laughs> my mom, my brother, because he's the baby of the family. <laughs> I'm nobody, I'm not their favorite. But guess what? God doesn't have favorites. He accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Wait, does what is right? Are we talking legalism? No, that, that, that's not what this is. Who fears him. Not like, oh, I'm so afraid of God. Like, I'm afraid of rattlesnakes and God. No, that's not what this is. This is reverence and, and trust and, 
and does what is right. Are you saying we need to, we're saved by works? No, that, that's not what this is saying. But that, that works are evidence of us being saved. Peter goes on, he says, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. This is good news, that there is salvation available for all people, that there is hope available for all people, that there is a love for people who have not experienced that love, that there is peace available for people who feel trapped in chaos. That is good news. Sometimes you need to turn off the news, whether it's MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, you just need to turn that off and remember and get into the good news that is available for G- from Jesus, that it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're Hispanic, Asian, American, European. It's like famous or unknown. There is hope and there is salvation available to you today. Culture is so focused on where you come from, but guess what? Christ is concerned with where you're going. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter, these were the Jewish believers, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even even on the Gentiles? (laughs) Oh, even on the Gentiles. Oh, to be filled today, not just with God's principles, but also with God's presence. I want you today to not just be filled with Scripture, but to be filled with God's Spirit. To be astonished at who God reaches through us. Astonished is overwhelming surprise or shock. Surprise, God. We, We were able to even reach them with the good news of the gospel, even the Gentiles, even people from that political party, even people from from that background, we're talking breaking barriers. We're gonna see some barriers broken. So, So some mindsets that become barriers are gonna be broken. Some cultural barriers are gonna be knocked down. We're gonna break some barriers. So maybe for you that there's this family history that that's become a barrier that needs to be broken. Maybe there's been some economic barriers that are going to be broken. In a world with a hateful spirit, we can be filled with God's spirit, with his very presence. I believe that as we advance, we're going to be breaking some barriers and see God reach people nobody ever imagined.